my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God is not going to let you outgive him. When you use your resources for his responsibility, he gives you more resources. You're listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we continue to look at the topic of money. Our message is called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And pastor, we've been talking about generosity and giving uh, to the Lord's work. And here you're pointing out the fact that we cannot outgive God. But yet at the same time, God does call us to be wise stewards. I think of some people who have the tendency to hoard. I know other people have a good friend who got plugged into a church who somehow convinced them to sell basically all their possessions, give it to the church, and she was broke for years. There was a lot of like spiritual wounding that happened because right. of that. So as we look at some of these big principles that we find in Scripture, how do we begin to, in a sense, know exactly how and what God is leading us to do with our money. Well, you know, when uh, someone calls me, I know right away whether or not I know them. Mm -hmm. Is their voice familiar to me? Once you start talking to God, his voice becomes familiar. You develop discernment and you're able to say, you know, this is how God is leading me. So you got to know some things. You got to know your giftedness. You have to know your ministry outlet for that gift. You have to know your purpose. Why do I exist? Why did God make me? Now, here it is. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Notice something, that the person, the plan, and the program of God comes before the provision hmm. so that this is all I said in the tease that God always gives his resources for his responsibility. Yeah. And, and so that's true. What God wants us to know is if you'll plug into what I want you to do, I'll provide. Look at how many people are on the mission field or in ministries and they started off and they wondered, God, is this what you want me to do? And then they became affirmed in that fact. And then what happened? I mean, I could just name ministry after ministry after ministry that are powerful ministries that are well-funded because they tapped in to what God had for them as a responsibility. Sure. God, what do you want me to do? Matthew 25, one had five, one had two, one had one, and God multiplied those according to their faithfulness. Comes down to basically what you just said right there, their faithfulness. Are we faithful in what God has entrusted to us? Are we faithful? And you think the scripture says, if you're faithful with little, you get more. That's if you're unfaithful right. with little, don't expect more from God. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, look at Proverbs 3 today. So grab a Bible, join us there as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. Here is Pastor Ford. And so he's here because he thinks this is the better place. But it's not. Anybody knows what happens there in chapter 34? Dinah is raped and what else? And then his sons do a drive-by and the whole family's in danger of being destroyed. Why? Because he is not where he's supposed to be. He has not put himself in the position where God can bless him. And so what happens? 
the tragedy becomes the motivation for leaving the place that God never told him to be in in the first place. I hope y'all track it with me because I can't really tell whether y'all feeling me on this or not because everybody looked confused. <laughs> so what happened? He goes to Bethel, and here's what it says in the Hebrew. He went to Bethel, and God blessed him right there. The blessing was there. Obedience positioned him to the place where he could have the manifestation of what God already gave him by way of revelation. Everybody with me? So then it doesn't produce, it positions you. It's not supplying, it's showing you. And so we never know, we never know. And remember now, it's not always financial, is it? But there are some things that God gives us that money can't even buy. And so then it does not generate blessing. You with me? It doesn't generate blessing. It guides you to them. It guides you to them. And so let me give you an example so that you'll understand uh, what he's talking about. So notice what he says. He says, so shall thy barn be what? field and your wine press be okay so why God tell us this why barns why wine press they were an agricultural society and they existed off of two things crops and wine and so what is God saying the things you need to exist, that's what I'm going to provide. Now, now turn to Psalm 1. Turn to Psalm 1. Let me show you something. We, we studied this before too, but that's okay. I don't care. Now, turn to Psalm 1. Now, watch this. Blessed is the man, and that's man, woman, boy, or girl, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why, why go to this one? Because it's the same thing. He is showing us the results of obedience. So here's what's happening. Verse 1, this person, this man, woman, boy, girl, is separated from the world. So how often have you heard on TV that the word blessed is, is defined by who you stay away from? There it is right there. And most of the time you'll see if you analyze the word blessed, 75% of the time has nothing to do with financial. Just like here. It's who you stay away from can be a blessing to you. Amen. And, and so you're separated from the world. But then notice, secondly, you're saturated with the word. You're saturated with the word. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he does meditate day and night. And then notice thirdly, and he's situated by the waters. Situated by the waters. So, so what's going on with these water things? It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Two symbols for the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Number one, water for drinking. And number two, 
water for cleansing. John chapter 7, Jesus said, uh, if you, if you uh, believe in me, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And what does John say Jesus meant by that? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is water for drinking. But then in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, by the washing of the water by the word. So the word of God, the Holy Spirit is then water is a symbol for the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. Everybody with me? Which metaphor would this be? Planted by the rivers of water. For drinking. Yet for drinking. It's a provision. That's right. Okay, so everybody still with me now? All right, so here's what's going on. Here's what I want you to see. This is not just in one place in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. It's right here in the beginning of the Psalms. And I can go through, I'm going to give you one example, maybe two, and I'm going to go through and show you when individuals obey this, this is what happens as a natural result. I'm, I'm telling you, and, and you know, I, just, I, just, I just hate to use myself as an illustration, but uh, you know, I, I don't know anybody else's better. You know, it was like, I remember, I'm working for Duquesne Light. This is back, you know, in 1979. And in 1979, I was making $65,000 a year with all these tremendous benefits in 1979. And came here and uh, uh, to go to Moody, why? Because God said it. You know, it's like, wow. I, I mean, my wife didn't want to leave all that, bought our first home and all of that. She didn't want to leave that all the overtime I could get. She didn't want to leave that. And quite frankly, neither did I. I didn't want to leave familiar places. And I came to Chicago based on three words. He goeth before. And I'm not going to go through all of the rigor more because y'all don't heard it. Ad infinitum, ad nauseum, y'all tired of hearing it. Especially you, Sister Thomas. You done heard it a million times more than everybody else. Yeah, because you was here when I got here. But as I look back, and you know, and the songwriter said, as I look back over my life and think things over, man, I see God every time. I thought I was in between a rock and a hard place. It was just God taking me through the wilderness to bring me to my promised land. That's all I got to say is that I have seen this. I have lived this. And my impetus was I want to obey God. If he says Quit the job, leave the money alone. That's what I will do. And it's been a blessing. Now watch these results. Now watch this. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf all shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall profit. Now watch this. And the conjunction that ties it together, which shows us the same thing as so. These are intricately linked one with another. So here it is. If the person is separated from the world, saturated by the word, situated by the waters, then he'll, he'll have what? He'll do what? Let me just give it to you. The psalmist says, uh, he tells about this person's blessedness, then their behavior, then their Bible commitment. So somebody help me out here. Well, what is he saying this person needs? They need the blessedness of staying away from folk who are 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Evil companions corrupt good morals. We just had it again. There's a young man uh, that, that uh, uh, Brother Dion had brought on 
He worked for about two weeks and uh, he was doing real well, uh, cleaning and everything. And then some problems happened and he just, he just slid on out. Well, you know, last weekend, 82 people were shot in the city of Chicago. Nine died. He was one of them. 32 years old. Shot down in the streets of Chicago. And it was like, wow. I mean, even though he was only here for three weeks, he was growing. He was coming to Bible study. And all of a sudden now, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, then their behavior, then their Bible commitment. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and uh, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. We'll get back to this in just a moment. But maybe as you've been listening to this program, there's a question that comes to mind, or maybe there's a certain passage of Scripture that you've struggled to understand. Well, you can always ask your questions of Pastor Ford. Just come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact page. Give us your feedback or ask your questions. And if you do have a question, who knows? We just might answer that on a future broadcast. Again, come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and click on the contact link. Well, if you're just joining us, we are in Proverbs chapter 3 as we continue the message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. Here's Pastor Ford. Now, here's what I want to focus on. Look at the benefits. Here it is. It's the same way. If you have verse 1, verse 2, and 3, then you have the results. So letter D, their benefits. What, what benefits do these people have? Here they are, the blessings from God. Watch this. Prominence. What does that mean? You're like a tree. Uh, you go out and a tree stands out. God says, if you have this in your life, if you are somebody who is separated from the world, saturated with the word, you will be prominent. So the converse is true. If you don't stay away from folk who are worldly and you don't get in the word, you don't get the benefits. Anybody tracking with me? Then notice, not just their prominence, their performance planted. Now, 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 now where do you get performance from planted? Planted literally means, you know, when there's no water and there's, there's a famine and a drought, a drought and a drought causes famine, then you have barrenness. You have brokenness. He says, no, this person, they are, and they have deep roots. They're planted. Stability. Roots that go deep. And remember, uh, the Bible says, like, if you're going to choose uh, elders, don't get a novice. Uh, that word novice is a powerful word picture. It literally means a newly planted tree. Why not a newly planted tree? Because you can rip it out by the roots. But what about this tree out here? Anybody want to earn $500? Because if you go out, put your arms around that tree and pull it up, I'll give you $500 today. It won't happen. Why? Because the roots are too deep and they've been there too long. And the tree only goes as high as the roots are as deep as. Wow. Okay. Number three, their position by the rivers of water. So then I said drought brings barrenness, uh, but it doesn't affect 
this tree because they have an unfailing source that they're right by. I think this is a picture for being filled with the Spirit. That's what I think. But, you know, my opinion don't count. Number four, their productivity. They have fruit. And remember the kind of fruit that he gives us. Character, Galatians 5, 22, 23. Conduct, Ephesians 4, 25 through 31. Romans 6, 23. Conversation, Hebrews 13, 15. Converse, Romans 1, 13 through 15. And material things all over the Bible. Here, Proverbs. Then number five, their propriety. What, what, you know, I just have to keep it all peace. What's he talking about? Leaf also shall not wither. You know what? This is, this is like in the winter, what happens to these trees out here? The leaves turn brown and they fall. But what about an evergreen tree? Doesn't matter what season it is. It's always green. And, and that's the, the idea that we have here. Uh, that there's propriety, and it's, in, I mean, I, mean uh, I jumped ahead of myself, I'm sorry. In his season, propriety, in his season, that there is a season. Then perpetuity, leaf shall not wither. And then prosperity, whatsoever he or she doeth shall prosper. Man, who wouldn't want that? Let, let me read one more real quick to you. One more passage real quick to you. Look at Psalm 91. Look at Psalm 91. Same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. It's set up that way. Psalm 91. Now, now Psalm 91, it's been years and years since we studied that, but uh, Psalm 91 is set up like this. You have somebody sharing their testimony with somebody else, and they're telling them about God. So you have, uh, in verse 1, uh, uh, you have a universal principle. So notice what it says. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Then you have the personal application. So I will say of the Lord. Then notice this. Watch this. Break into the text, verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Who's speaking? It's God. And so what do you have? Divine confirmation based on personal application. You, you with me? God says, because what's the result of this person surrendering to me and obeying me? I'm going to give them my passion. I'm going to give them, set them on high. What's that? Preeminence and prominence. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. That's prayer answer. I will be with him in trouble. That's presence in the time of trouble. Deliver and honor him. There it is, preeminence again. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my, that's perpetuity. All of that. 
And it's over and over again. You said, but you gave us all Old Testament passages. We're going to look at some New Testament passages like what, Pastor? Like Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So who was he talking to? The Macedonians? Why was he telling them that? Because uh, the Corinthian believers, they were a rich church, but they wouldn't help support the ministry of the Apostle Paul even when he was in jail. But the Macedonians, who's one of the poorest churches, said, okay, you know what? We don't have very much, but what we have belongs to God. And he belongs to God. He's lifting up Jesus. And so let's, let's do like uh, Aaron and her and hold up his hands. Let's take an offering. And Paul said, they gave him such a powerful offering that you would not have known it came from people who's on a fixed income. So why is he telling them that? He wants them to understand, you can't outgive God. You spoon it in, he'll shovel it in. That you need to understand, but my God, you're in need, and you did it to help me out, but I want to set your mind at ease. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God is not going to let you outgive him. When you use your resources for his responsibility, he gives you more resources. And so when you look at this thing, it's really, really a powerful, powerful piece. It's like God is saying, don't look to your means, look to your master. Like he's saying, don't look to men, look to the majestic one. Don't look to money, look to the magnificent one. And he does that over and over and over again. And so what does he want us to know? He is our supply. Christ plus nothing equals everything. Everything without Christ equals nothing. So that's the first thing uh, that we learn, that he gives us money for spiritual worship. So we're going to come back and we're going to look and see uh, that secondly, he gives us money uh, so that we can uh, provide for the needs that we have. Pastor Ford, really looking at why God gave us money. In fact, this message or the short series is called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And we're going to continue next time. If you ever miss one of the programs in the short series, come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford is uh, hanging out with me in the studio for a little bit here. And Pastor, you know, this radio ministry is listener supported and we need both the single gifts and the ongoing monthly gifts, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. Well, you know what, Steve? I've heard so many listeners and gotten emails. Amy sent me quite a few emails of people who said, when I needed Moody to hear a word, it was there. Okay, so now we need you to be there. And we need monthly supporters so that whenever you need to hear us, we'll be able to respond. Uh, Without monthly supporters, that can't happen because all of us have one-time expenses and monthly expenses. Sure. Uh, But Moody Radio needs those partners who will come on board, not just for the one time, but for the ongoing expenses of radio. Well, you can help meet those needs as you give a gift to Treasured Truth and to Moody Radio. The easiest way to do that, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. And you can become a regular giving partner, a monthly giving partner right there. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. 
Thanks for doing that. Thanks for praying and for listening today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.